0: BlueShare.org podcast coming your way. Episode 359. Steve Smear here and the Rick in the house.
1: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there?
0: So, guys, 359 is a Q&A, the odd numbers, and then the, the even numbers are compounds. So in this Q&A, we're going to have five really fun topics. Um, we're going to talk three really good steroid questions, and we're going to talk a weight training question, and we're going to talk a diet question at the end which involves caffeine. And so the first one we're gonna talk about steroid question of the day, should I try DECA or EQ for my second cycle? So this is a really uh, good question. And um, you know a lot of people usually for a first cycle, uh, the cookie cutter thing to do would be to run testosterone, the moderate dosage of testosterone, 500 milligrams a week. That's the cookie cutter cycle that a lot of guys do. So then they finish the cycle and they're like, you know what? I love this. I love, I love being on steroids. I get tremendous uh, results. I feel great. I'm ready for my second cycle. Always after the first cycle, guys are always like, I'm ready for the second cycle. Right before the, Even before the first cycle finishes. Been there, done that. That's, that's just human psychology. So my first advice is, listen, come off PCT, get blood work done, okay? Recover properly. Do it the right way. Do it the healthy way. And then you can start worrying about your second cycle. So once you get to that point, you're ready for your second cycle, run the blood work, the pre-cycle blood work. Very, very important. So you see what the heck is going on. You can flag something. If you run your cycle, something goes wrong, then you run blood work. Things are going to be off, so you're not going to be able to flag anything. So it makes more sense to run pre-cycle blood work. So what do you do for a second cycle? decanate uh uh, nandrolone decanate or eq that's the question my question to you would be what are your goals if you're into bodybuilding if you're into taking something for endurance if you're into doing something for mood for fat loss for appetite increase those are all factors what you should choose so for deca DECA really boosts your appetite, gets you in a good mood. It's a very uh, mild compound. It's, gonna, it's going to basically give you slow quality gains over time. EQ, on the other hand, it's something where, you know, it's, gonna, it's also a mild compound, but it's not going to give you that mood increase the way DECA does. It's going to give you very, very mild results, very lean muscle, some lean muscle some strength you know so but it's going to boost your endurance that's eq is one of the few steroids you can actually do that's actually good for endurance so if you're an active person and you like to do a lot of stuff you know you're like rick you like to do a lot of mountain biking you're like me you like to go swimming i go swimming all the time in the ocean um it's great it's it's great for my skin the salt water is great for my skin it's great for my sinuses because I um, you know I deal with allergies um, especially you know the certain times of the year so if you're an active person you might want to steer to EQ if you're just a gym rat and you want to take something for the gym I'd go with deca but make sure with deca you always take Proviron or mastron with it the reason for that is because that throws off your DHn DHT levels when you run an androlone so if you run a Proviron or a Mastron with it, that increases your DHT levels and keeps your DHN levels balanced so you won't have to deal with the deca issues. So that's why a lot of guys are scared to run DECA for a second cycle. They're like, oh, my God, deca dick. But if you run it correctly, you won't have a problem with it. So it really boils down to your goals. But, I'm, I'm you know, Rick, what's your opinion on uh, DECA versus EQ? I can't remember. I actually ran DECA for my second cycle, by the way and i was very pleased with the results i got very pleased
1: well considering that during your second cycle you're still a newbie we might be talking about a new guy here i would i would venture to say i would say just go with eq for your second cycle you can run eq standalone so very good uh, product to run standalone I personally would not run DECA on its own. I'd always run it with testosterone at twice the amount of testosterone by DECA. So let's say I was doing uh, 200 mgs of DECA, I'd be at around 400 mgs of testosterone with that. Or if uh, I don't want to use, you know, 600 a week, I would bring it down uh, maybe only 100 mgs of, of DECA a week by 250 testosterone. You know, something along those lines. So if, you're, if it's your second cycle, um, stay with one compound. You know, uh, I would stay with one compound for, you know, your first half dozen cycles, first six cycles. Why not? You know, you're trying to make steady progress over time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So don't need to stack a bunch of uh, compounds and, and complicate things. If anything, you really want to learn how your body responds to all these compounds one at a time. You know, and with the more compounds you add into your cycle, it's just not as easy to figure out what's working, what's not, what's creating side effects, and what is not. So I would just go with EQ standalone for second cycle. Uh, do you know three, four hundred migs? I think it's not actually not bad, not a bad amount of EQ. Uh, if you've already done one cycle, and focus still, man, focus more on your training methods. What really works for you. Your diet, what really works for you to keep you looking good, to keep your digesting working well, to keep you, you know, to keep you feeling as though you have high levels of energy throughout the day, and continue to figure that out. And all you do is just add a little bit of steroids on top of that, just to make your progress kind of fast forward a few months in in a very few short weeks. So EQ, I like it. Second cycle can be ran standalone. And also EQ is going to really kind of give you, if any, those kind of standard testosterone side effects that you can, if you have a little bit of estrogen, you can deal with it with some common drugs that are easy to find. It won't give you anything really weird to deal with, but you know, you start messing with DECA, especially standalone and you get that DECA dick. It's just not that easy to figure out. It's just not that easy to figure out how to bounce back from that sometimes it takes a long time to bounce back from decade to even after you discontinue it. So it's just something to think about. I like EQ for, for a newbie, uh, second cycle. That, that'd be my choice.
0: All right. So the next one is, can too much test testosterone cause erectile dysfunction problems, ED? Um, and you know what? It's funny, you know, um, you turn on the TV, Rick, and um, especially for shows geared, geared for men, obviously, And every other commercial seems like it's for uh, erectile dysfunction medication. So, you know, we have a problem, like we have a problem. And I think I read something that something like 75% of all erectile dysfunction drugs are used by Americans and 25% rest of the world. And that might be a conservative number. It's probably closer to 80 or 85%. Why is that? Why why do so many Americans have problems with erectile dysfunction? I mean, I can go down the list of reasons. It could be, um, it could be uh, porn addiction that causes it. It could be a poor diet. It could be poor sleep. It could be overstressed. It could be, um, you know, the, the, the pollution, the plastics in our oceans, the pollutions like living close to a, a coal mine or living close to a, uh, you know, one of those plants that shoot up all that crap into the air could be the water you drink, all the chemicals in our food, all the preservatives, all the refined oils. I can go on forever. So how do we know that it's caused by the testosterone itself? We don't, Rick. We don't. It could be other factors playing in your life. But here's the thing. Um, it could be personal issues. If you come home every night from work and you have a nagging bitch to come home to, um then that's going to limp your dick that's going to limp your dick very very quickly i mean if you wake up every morning next to someone that you hate and you have no physical attraction to that's going to limp your dick but if i put you know a hot woman if i put like ashley parker in front of you someone like that who's gorgeous a gorgeous woman like that you're probably going to want to bang her right rick you know so my, my opinion on this is, is probably a lot of different things, but it could be exasperated by the testosterone. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And I, I tell the guys on forums this all the time and they, are, they want to argue with me. Androgens affect people differently. High androgens may screw with your libido and screw with your erectile health. Number two, estrogen problems. If you get estrogen levels high, okay, it can exasperate your heart health, make your heart health worse. So you're going to be carrying a lot of water weight, and you're going to be feeling fatigued, and you're going to be feeling your blood flow to your dick is not going to be going well, right, Rick? You need blood flow to the dick to, to get an erection. That's how you get an erection from blood flow. So if you have problems with blood flow in your body, you're not gonna get, be able to get hard. And if you have heart issues because you're on testosterone, you're going to possibly have erectile dysfunction. That's another thing. You know, and then low estrogen. What if you're taking the testosterone and you're running too much of an aromatized inhibitor? Then you get low estrogen, and low estrogen will screw with your head. It'll this it'll give you depression, it'll screw with your mood, and it'll drop your libido. So all of those factors could be in play here. I'm not sure I left you anything, Rick, but you know, chime in if you want, maybe tell us uh, uh, some herbs that this guy can take while he's on cycle. Uh, two BM has really good products for exactly this problem.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, I've said this on the podcast many a times erectile dysfunction can be caused by many things. A lot of guys that are on steroids already, and that use uh, steroids will tend to focus everything around steroids you know, if, oh, I've got a cold, uh, need some steroids to my immune system. Oh, my leg hurts, need some steroids. Oh, this, need some steroids. Guys, a lot of times it's not even the steroids. A lot of times it's more mental than anything. There are old, old men in their 70s that have low testosterone levels, but their dick still gets up and they can still have sex, no problem. You know? So there really isn't this, uh, there, it's not all about testosterone production. Yes, having this high testosterone will usually create more desire. And if everything else is normal and working fine, you you might have way more libido and your dick might be up way more times throughout the day and you'll think more about sex. Yes. But if there are other issues, other factors going on, other medications you're taking, other psychological issues that you're having, then you're going to have trouble with your with your dick get staying hard. It's just the way it goes. And you can't just boil it down all to testosterone. So I think, Steve, you you, you pretty well covered it. Um, for libido, if you're just trying to have good, good desire and to help the mechanics down there work along. Uh HC Generate ES, now called N2Generate ES. You can go to hcgenerate.com. That's my product that I make. I designed this formula, I designed both formulas. The HC Generate, um, the N2 Generate formula uh, classic, and the uh, N2 Generate ES, and I keep going back to calling it HC Generate because that's what the product was called when we first launched it. But uh, the merchant account banks, the banks that uh, process my credit cards, they, they didn't like the name. They they wouldn't let me keep the name. They made me change it a few years ago. So now we call it N2 Generate, and yeah, it I mean, it covers everything from the you know from desire and everything that goes on in your brain. Down to the mechanics of it down there, uh, and it does uh, lower some some hormones like prolactin. The, the ES version does, just to help you get that get that good uh, performance. Although those things can help, I'm I'm very confident my herbs can help. The herbs in my products have been around for hundreds, thousands of years, being used by tribes people throughout the world, and we just now in modern day we get to have all these herbs that were being used by tribes and ancient people uh, we get to have them all flown in to an american factory and put in this in the supplement for you it's just the wonders of modern living right modern life but when it comes to libido overall a lot of factors can go on psychological guys psychological factors are probably the most important factor when it comes to this stuff is really how, what you feel like in, in your head and Hormones are uh, can be secondary sometimes if if you do have ED problems. You might shoot a ton of steroids, uh, do a bunch of uh, uh, herbals, whatever, and you might still have problems down there. So, uh, yeah, you covered it, man.
0: Yeah, five caps of N2 Generate or N2 Generate ES before, before action, about an hour before. That's what I do. And I've never had to use viagra cialis or any of that shit i think i used cialis a couple times um it was liquid cialis i had gotten from one of our old sponsors on the forum they sent me a bottle of it and i tried it before my workout and i was getting some sick pumps so I, I started using cialis for pumps in the gym but i have never needed that stuff um if you're dependent on using it um any of these uh, dick drugs guys i mean. That's not good. What's what's going to happen one day when you're out, you know, you're out at dinner or once the pandemic is over and you're going to a restaurant or going to a bar or something, you meet, you meet a hot chick and she, you know, you hit it off, whatever. And she's like, you know, let's go back to my place. What are you going to do? Like, you're going to like be like, oh, you know what? I, I, just give me your address. I'll be there uh, in half an hour. You're going to have to run home and grab your fucking Cialis just to bang her. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like you have to get off of these stupid drugs. And I'm very anti-drug. I'm very, very anti-drug. Yes, we use hormones for performance enhancing, but drugs, drug use, like Cialis Vigor, you should not need that just to get an erection. Um, and you start using these drugs, you will depend on them. It's just like when I use Cialis to get pumps in the gym, I started getting used to getting those pumps and that's not good either. You know, you want to basically get a pump naturally in the gym. You don't want to have to depend on a drug to give you a pump in the gym, right? So it's the same thing with sex. You don't have to depend on a drug just to get an erection. So I highly recommend these, these herbals, guys. Uh, I'm waiting on my bottle from N2 Generate. And, um, you know, Rick's going to get me out uh, a bottle uh, pretty soon. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be able to to get that bottle. And I always make sure I keep a bottle and 2 Generate in... Inst- on hand because it's always out of stock. It's always out of stock. So always get one bottle and just keep it on hand just in case of emergency.
1: Yeah, we've, we've had a, a with a, the pandemic recently, we've had trouble keeping some products in stock uh, because uh, manufacturing just got slowed. A lot of people calling out sick. Uh, some people just straight quitting uh, from the factory, not wanting to come in because they were afraid at the start. So if you do happen to swing by our website and find the products in stock you you'd want to grab a a couple of bottles right away because we've had some availability issues due to some of the pandemic and stuff going on as of the recording of this this podcast
0: all right so next question i'm going to bring you um in on this early rick um why do i get poor appetite on trend i've experienced this myself um i'll definitely give give some tips on this but rick i'll let you in first on this um what is your experience with this?
1: You know, I don't suffer a lot of these uh, appetite issues with, with different steroids. There are other factors that that need to be involved in, in my case. And I've had it both ways. I've had at times where I'm taking trend and my appetite's decent. And then I've had times when I'm taking trend and I don't feel like eating. It could be a, a lot of the different things that it's doing to your body affect an appetite. Uh, it does have an effect on your kidneys, which most other steroids don't, has an effect on your sleep cycle. It raises your temperature. Uh, Trembolone at the higher dosing, you know, when you go above 100 milligrams every day, every other day, uh, when you go 400, 500, 600 a week, now you're looking at some serious side effects. It could be one or a combination of many, uh, of many different things. I couldn't have a, a really clear answer for you, except, and I've said it on the podcast. If you do use trembolone, which I advise against it, I advise against using trembolone. I don't think the side effects are worth it. If you're a competitor, if you have a coach, and you guys have figured out that trembolone uh, gets you looking your best by the date of the show, uh, then that's what you need to do because your goals are different in mind. But if you're just Bob going to the office, you know, if you're just Alan showing up to work and you have a regular job and you just want to look at the job site, why use Trambolone? You can just stay consistent with your gym grind, stay consistent with your diet, work out hard, take the drugs that have the least side effects, and just take your time to get there. And if you do want to add Trambolone, you can use it at 100 milligrams a week, 50 milligrams of acetate, maybe two, three times a week. 100 milligrams of anatate, 150 of anatate once a week. It'll kind of multiply the results you get from the other steroids. That's what I've always felt about Trembolone, that it really, if you're cutting, if you're bulking, it just amplifies the effect of everything else you're using. Just use a little bit. It'll give you that drive, give you that extra strength. It'll It'll treat you well if you just don't abuse it. All you have to do is just Take, uh, take a small amount, just to enhance your cycle. but I wouldn't uh, at my day and age, I wouldn't just go and do 400, 500, 600 milligrams of tremble on a week on a cycle, just to, just to show up at the office looking buff. It uh, just isn't no need for that. The, it just, it's not justifiable in my opinion. What do you think, Steve?
0: Yeah. So trend uh, trend does something that all anabolic steroids do to some extent, and that's inflammation. That's why they're called anabolic steroids. When you take a catabolic steroid, like cortisone, prednisone, um, you get injected with cortisone or you take a prednisone. There's an oral catabolic steroid. I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about, which don't mess with. Don't ever mess with prednisone, by the way, very, very bad. It can, give you some psychological problems and, and stomach issues, and you can gain a lot of weight on it. But, um, so anabolic steroids, they increase inflammation. They do the opposite of catabolic steroids. So you increase inflammation in the body. Trembulant specifically does it better than any of the more, uh, popular steroids that we talk about. Now I'm sure there's steroids out there that are more than that. So if you want to, um, be a hater and say, "Oh, Steve, you're wrong about that. This steroid inflames you more." Okay, that's fine. But I'm talking about the main steroids that we usually talk about as as uh, bodybuilders and as gym rats. Tremblone is number one, and it basically increases PGF2a, um, which is a prostaglandin in the body. And what that does is that causes everything inflamed in the body, the organs. You feel hotter when you're on it. It's brutal. Um, so obviously if you feel like shitty, you're, you know, you feel fatigued, you feel shitty, it boosts insulin resistance in your body. So you're going to crave carbs more on trend. You'll probably notice that. So, uh, add that all up. It's going to basically, it's going to drop your appetite certain times of the day. And other times of the day, you'll be craving carbs. So you'll get your carbs and then you'll feel sick if you eat a lot of carbs on it. So it's kind of messing with your blood sugar levels. It's messing with your insulin sensitivity. It's um, causing all the inflammation. So it's no different than when you feel you have the flu. You have the flu. You feel like crap. You're not hungry. That's just your body feeling sick. And when your body feels sick, you're not going to want to eat. If you take your dog or your cat to the vet, the vet's going to ask. The first question they ask, Rick, when you take your dog or cat to the vet is what? Have you had a dog or a cat before
1: when I was real young? I don't. I don't yeah, eat Pets.
0: OK. So when you take we, you, you know, you eat cats, your people eat cats. But when you take a dog or a cat to the vet, what? The first, what?
1: Qu- what, 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 what the fuck was that? My- no, I remember it was when I was in a
0: Dominican. That's what they said they, when I was in Dominican, They're like, oh, these people in this village eat cats. <laughs> so,
1: I, the Dominican. <laughs> I'm not Dominican.
0: I don't. I mean, I,
1: I love my Dominican Peoples, Yeah, peoples, but just I'm, like um, I'm just like I'm um,
0: just like I'm Persian, right? Listen, so, what was I saying? Okay, when the first question, every, all you have dogs and cats out there. Rick's, Rick's, Rick's a weirdo. He doesn't have a dog or cat. You know, I, I'll yeah. confess
1: something. When um, when I traveled to Asia, I tried a, a little bit of dog.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned that before.
1: Yeah, I tried a little bit of dog. Just a little, yeah. like, a little. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't on the bone or anything. Just a little, yeah. a little tiny piece of filet. It was, it was pretty, pretty interesting.
0: You should try bat next time. Let's try bat. <laughs> all
1: right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a t- it's a weird time to say that but yeah. yeah
0: so in that's the rule of nature you take your dog to the vet the first question they ask is how's your dog's appetite the vet's going to want to know that right off the bat because if your dog's appetite is down your vet's going to know that your dog is sick something's wrong with your dog so that is 100 percent nature in nature when animals feel sick they feel ill their appetite drops that's instinctually they'll stop eating that's why fasting is so good for your health. Because when you fast, your body cleanses, your body heals itself. When you're taking trend, your appetite's gonna go down because your body is sick. The trend is making your body sick. It's basically so fucking inflammatory, so toxic in your body that your body feels sick. So that's that's the rule of nature. So that pretty much sums it up. Everything Rick and I said it sums it up. The bottom line is trend fucks with your body so much that you feel sick and you don't want to eat. This is why I tell people don't run trend for a long period of time and don't run trend at high dosages.
1: If you've got a coach and that's what you and your coach work out for your shows, for your performance, you know, you can disregard what we're saying, but you know, Phil going to to work every day, uh, just cut it out, Phil. All right. You don't need it.
0: All right. The next one, guys, we don't talk about, training questions much so this one was sent in and it's a good one this guy wants to know how long to rest between sets so um rick do you want to take this one first what's your opinion on this
1: you know when it comes to training all right uh training is something very personal Uh, you can ask every single mr olympia winner uh, they all use a, a ton of steroids. You can ask each of those guys what their training methodology was like, and they'll all tell you something different. I mean, one thing they'll have in common is that they all took, took the reps to failure. Like they all took their sets to failure. Most of the time, these guys train to failure. They, they push out until the muscle is, is in pain. This is why when you see pictures of these guys in magazines, they're like grunting and they're making faces. I mean, they are just busting out reps until they literally can't bust out Another rep. So, reaching failure during your training, during your sets, that's important. But as far as how many, look, different folks, different strokes. This is why you don't want to throw steroids into your regimen too early so that you can figure it out with training. You can get your training figured out. You can get your diet figured out. You can get your supplements, over the counter supplements figured out before you start enhancing with steroids. By the time you add steroids to your system, you should have already made a ton of great progress naturally, hit a couple of plateaus naturally and broke through the plateaus naturally, just switching your training around a little bit. So if you're trying to to train for like maximum strength, really maximum uh, poundage, you obviously want to take a good long time in between sets so that every time you step to the bar, you're fresh. You don't have to drop weights. You can always do a very heavy weight and get around the same number of reps out. If you're trying to you know, break a sweat, on the, on the other hand, if you're trying to break a sweat during your training and burn some calories and get your heart rate up, then obviously you would use a, a lower weights than what you could really, really max out on. And you would keep the rest time in between your sets short. And then you, you break a little bit of a sweat. You know, you get warmed and, you know, your, your heart rate will, will, will stay a little bit uh, on the higher side. You won't let your, your body fully rest in between sets. And then your weights can't be, can't be that high. You know, you're training with lower weights and, and taking less time in between sets. This all you have to figure out maybe during a, a bulking cycle when you're kind of force feeding and trying to gain maximum mass, you'd want to do it one way. Maybe during your cutting cycle, when you're trying to maintain muscle mass, but still lose a good bit of body fat, you'd want to do it a different way. Uh, The Training is very personal. Figure it out on your own. This is why we always tell guys on this podcast, five to eight years of natural training before you throw the steroids on top. Those five to eight years will let you max out what your body can do naturally, obviously, and th- those five, eight years of natural training, you'll hit some plateaus, you hit some bumpy parts of the road where you're not making progress and you'll have to bust right through it with different training methods. So do that, guys. Uh, training is is number number one. Um, for muscle building, training is, is more important than the steroids. There are actually way more books out there about training and training methods than there are about steroids and these compounds. Because once you add Steroids, once you add two, three, four, 500 megs of steroids a week, uh, d- doesn't matter what the steroid really is, you can switch it out. You're going to get some decent results and they're all going to be comparable. You know, doing 500 megs of one steroid or another, you're going to get comparable results. Now, as far as training methods, you can get completely different results depending on what kind of training methods you use. So this is why there aren't that many uh, books about steroids. And this is why there are just tons and tons and hundreds, thousands of books in many different languages about training, because the difference in training will make a bigger difference in how you look than the difference in the drugs. Bottom line, guys.
0: All right. So let me sum this up. There's two basic things when you go weight train. Number one, it's just like playing tennis. How do you get better at tennis? You go play, you go hit the ball. Same thing. How do you get better at basketball? You shoot the ball into the basket. Weight training is the same thing. The more you do it, your body's going to react to it. Power lifters, they improve, they get stronger because they do heavier weight and they gradually increase it over time. They build consistency at a lower weight at a moderate weight and then over time, when it comes time to do their meat, they're able to push that one huge rep, but they're not going and hitting that huge one rep each time because they you're going to set yourself back and you're just going to injure yourself. You know, it's just like anything. The more you do it, the more your body is trained. That's why it's called training. That's why it's called weight training because you're training your body to be able to do heavier weight. So if you bench, you bench over time you end up benching 300 pounds and then you stop weight training for a year. And then you go back to weight training. You're not going to be able to do 300 pounds anymore, but you're going to probably be able to do hundred pounds or 150 pounds. And then gradually over time, you can build yourself back up to 300 quicker than someone who's never benched 300 because you have something called body memory and muscle memory. Does that make sense? So that's why you see, you know, athletes at the highest levels or any athlete, they'll blow out uh, their ligament, their, their ACL. They're on crutches for six months. They have to have surgery. And then they come back a year later. They're running a faster uh, 5K than they did before. Why is that? Because the, uh, the body memory. But someone who's never ran before is not going to be able to run as fast as them. Does that make sense? So that's number one. You're training. You're training your body you're training your brain to be able to do something. And a lot of it too, is confidence. Have you ever like gone to bench press and you're thinking in your mind, you know what, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this. And then you don't get it. But then other times you get in there, you're confident. You know, you're like, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit this new PR and boom, you hit it. So a lot of it is in the mind. And that's once you, you train your mind and you train your body to be able to do a certain amount of weight, then you're able to do it. The second way, weight training is you're breaking down the muscle and then your, your muscle repair is when you're sleeping or when you're resting your body, your, your muscles repair themselves stronger because again, it's training. You're training your body to get stronger and build more muscle. That's, that's how it goes. So, you know, we use steroids to increase protein synthesis and increase that benefit of weight training so if you just take steroids you're not going to build muscle and not get stronger like magic but if you take steroids and you weight train properly like we're saying then you'll have tremendous results so it's very important to nail down your weight training first and build that and you have to learn so to answer this person's question it depends i like to do both i like to do I'm doing heavier weight. I like to take three, four, five minutes between sets. If I'm doing lighter weight, I'll do quicker. Now, these days I'm not so much powerlifting, um, because of my injuries. I have, I have two herniated discs and a torn rotator cuff that I tore like six or seven years ago. So I'm really, really scared to re-tear my rotator cuff. And I know that if I lift heavy, there's a chance that I could tear it or I could tear my other rotator cuff. So I don't want to have to take time off to the gym. So I don't lift heavy anymore. I don't want to get any more herniated this, but I lift lighter weight, higher reps. I like to get the burn. I like to break down the muscle and I like to do it quick and it really helps my heart health. And, and I do it for health reasons. So, and I like having big muscles. I like having a six pack. I like going to the beach and taking off my shirt you know, and showing off what I got, I like to go into yoga and show off what I got in front of all these hot chicks and hot yoga that are all sweaty. Boom, it's an ego thing. We're all insecure about the way we look and we do it for an ego. So you have to find your motivation. So I like to do, I like to do it all, Rick. I like to, to do, I'll do head more heavier weight, take two, three minutes between sets and I'll do lighter weight and take 30, 40 seconds between sets. It's all different with me. All right, so the last one we're going to talk about is Coffee Caffeine Talk. We're going to talk about Rick's reduction in caffeine. So Rick, you want to tell us that story? Because you uh, used to be big caffeine advocate. We used to argue about that. Now you are uh, I finally convinced you to wean off the caffeine. But before you do, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'll tell you a story. Um, I dated this girl, um, and she was a caffeine addict. Her mom literally would drink 12 cups of coffee a day. I'm not joking with you. And her mom would not be able to sleep or function properly anymore. And that coffee that she was taking wouldn't even give her any stimulation. That's how addicted she was to, to caffeine. So this girl I dated was the same fucking way. She was addicted to caffeine. I can remember um, when they had the lockdown, we have hurricanes In Florida, whenever there's a hurricane, they lock everything down. There's a curfew. So everything closes six, seven o'clock, whatever. If there's a hurricane coming that night, they close everything. There's a curfew. So we're driving all over town and she's looking for a Starbucks because she's so lazy that she doesn't have a coffee maker at home. That's hey, that's the younger generation, right? That's our generation and younger. We're lazy when it comes to stuff like that. So she, we're driving around and she is having a meltdown, bro. Like literally she's going, she's whacking out. Like I I was scared, bro. I thought she was going to, I thought she was going to kill me because she's so fucking addicted to to fucking coffee. We're driving all over town and she's going to every Starbucks and they're closed because the fucking hurricane's coming. So now she can't have coffee before the hurricane. So she was going nuts. And I realized then I'm like, I cannot date someone who's a fucking addicted to coffee. I will never fucking date someone who's addicted to coffee again after this experience. So, you know, I, that's my story is like, I'm like, how can you be a slave to something that, that bad? So
1: I'll let you chime in on this. Tell us your story. Well, I told the story in the podcast, many podcasts back about when I first kind of realized that I had a coffee addiction is I, I never drank coffee on the weekends. I just, just wasn't, uh, I make sure to clear out of the caffeine so it would work better come Monday. Right. So I, I remember we had a long weekend and I didn't drink coffee Saturday or Sunday. And then Monday rolled around and I didn't drink coffee either. And I'm at the mall with, with my kid. Uh, and then I, I see a, a coffee shop. I walk right in there, get a, a big black iced coffee, no sugar, no cream as I like to have it. Uh, it was the afternoon. It was late afternoon. And I started drinking this thing. And by the time I got a little bit of the way with it, about a quarter of the way with it, half of the way with it, I realized how good I felt. I felt fucking incredible. I felt really, really good. So I said, holy shit, I feel like I'm on a drug or something. My body was really missing this caffeine. I've got a fucking problem. And ever since moving back to the East Coast, um, the rhythm of my life has changed quite a bit. I'm not just sitting on the desk anymore. I've got to get up around and move and, and do things. And I caught myself really stopping to get the coffee first, stopping at the coffee shop and needing to get the coffee, I realized many a times, uh, Steve, you and I are getting ready to do this podcast. And I'll say, hey, Steve, let me go get my big cup of coffee before I, I get going on this. And so I realized I'm actually a, a bit of a slave to this thing. I'm kind of stopping my day to day life to make sure I get my my cup of coffee. And I'm kind of uh, starting to, to feel like I do live a little bit around this thing. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like that at all. I also don't like the feeling I get when I'm missing the caffeine and I'm not having it. I just maybe don't think as clearly. I'm not as sharp. And so I've decided to just wean myself off the caffeine little by little by little. Um, I'll have supplements that have a uh, caffeine in it. You know, I'm using this, this cortisol, uh from bad nutrition, and it's got a quite a good bit of caffeine in it, uh, but that's okay because I'm taking it as a supplement as a way to lose weight. I'm not just taking this as the first thing I I do in the morning to to get myself going, to get myself to concentrate, you know? So I'll have caffeine in some of my supplements. Like I said, this this cortisol is is really helping me with my cutting right now. This bad nutrition product, I'll be telling you guys about later. If you want, hit me up on social. I'll tell you all about cortisol. Um, Go to uh, Ricky, with a Y, Ricky, vrock.com, that's R-I-C-K-Y. Uh, v and in victory, uh, That's going to lead you to my social. Just follow me, message me. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, if you want to just reach out and tell me what you love or hate about the show, if you have some questions, but anyway, getting back to caffeine. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I really just, uh, uh I'm, I'm starting my new year's resolution early. Right. I, I always do. So by the time January 1st rolls around, I'm not going to be on caffeine anymore. I'm not going to be uh, addicted to this, to this uh, substance, the way I am anymore. And I've made that decision. It's it's a very clear decision. I want to live without, without caffeine in my life. And yeah, I I just, I found myself now that I have to do a lot more get up and go things that than I did back when I was in Nevada, that yeah, I'm, I'm stopping to go get coffee. I'm, I'm, Shit, the other day I ran back into the house after I was already in the car and I'm like, oh shit, I should I should bring me some coffee. And I ran back to, to get a, a mug full of uh, black ice coffee. And I realized, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to feel like I have to stop and go grab a substance before I can go with my day. I felt like a real fucking crackhead, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I feel good. So then you guys give you some science and I, I talk about this a lot on the forums. A lot of guys get butt hurt when I say this and I know Rick you used to get butt hurt a lot when I bash caffeine, but here, here's the truth guys. And this is something really, as you get older, it becomes a problem because as you get older, I'm sure, you know, um, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but your GABA in your body starts dropping as you get older. Now what happens now? What, what does GABA do? GABA, is something it fires off in your brain gaba calms you down it calms you down it de-stresses you okay it's like a de-stimulant okay when you consume caffeine it inhibits gaba it inhibits it so as you get older your gaba is going down and then as you're drinking caffeine as you get older it's going to drop even more so when you get really really old you're going to have no gaba in your body and you're going to be just running on these stimulants So we don't want that. Now, that's why when you consume caffeine, you're not able to sleep because if you can't calm down and de-stress, you're not gonna be able to sleep. The other bad news is caffeine has a six hour half-life. That doesn't mean it's in your body for six hours. It means that the half-life is six hours. So if you're drinking caffeine, even in the morning, some caffeine is going to still be in your body when you drop your head to go to bed at night. And that's gonna inhibit your sleep. It's gonna prevent you from getting into a deep sleep. There's different stages of sleep. One, two, three, four, blah, blah, blah. The deeper stages of sleep, you're not going to be able to get into if your GABA levels are not up and you're not able to um, get that caffeine out of your system. So, you know, essentially, guys, we do this for health. We do this for health. If you want to maximize your health, if you want to maximize your health, if you want to maximize your adrenaline as as you get older, your adrenaline levels long term wean off the co- caffeine switch to decaf coffee if you love the co- some people love coffee they love the aroma they love the taste i can respect that switch to decaf switch to decaf um you know and that's another option or or you can switch to like a decaffeinated tea type of tea a decaffeinated tea i can respect that but to depend on caffeine it's just like what we talked about earlier Depending on a, a dick drug just to have sex is pathetic. Well, depending on caffeine or anything to get you through the day is also pathetic and weak. And on this podcast, we're alphas. You guys listening to this are alphas. You're not betas. We don't need a drug to have sex. We don't need to take drink something to stay awake. We don't. We're strong mentally and physically. So if you want to get as strong as you can, you got to do it that way. Now, at the end of the day, I'm not stupid. I know many, many people out there like coffee. So what I would tell you is if you insist on drinking coffee, drink it in the morning, drink it in the morning and drink very little, no more than one cup. I can live with that. But if you're drinking five cups a day, six cups a day, eight cups a day, 12 cups a day, and you're drinking these energy drinks, you you know, that's an addiction. That's an addiction. And that's going to over time slam Mess with your brain neurotransmitters, your GABA, all these neurotransmitters in your brain, and it's going to mess up your adrenaline. And that's a problem. So think about that, guys. I know a lot of you are upset that I'm saying this. You're probably going to bash me on social media. That's fine. Bash all you want. But what I'm telling you is the truth. I don't mess with caffeine. I don't mess with it. Okay? And you know what I'm saying? I don't need caffeine to get up in the morning. I don't need caffeine to work out. I don't need a drug, a dick drug to have sex. I live the lifestyle guys and we're doing this podcast for you to live the lifestyle too. And I'm not stupid. I know a lot of you out there are dependent on caffeine. You're dependent on drugs. If you make the new year's resolution, like Rick's saying, it's a new, it's it's a new time for you. This is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. Get that, get off any addiction you have and you will hundred percent, live a more balanced and healthy life and get into something that can de-stress you like yoga, like meditation. Those of you who, you know, go to church, get into prayer. Okay. If you're a religious person, if you're non religious person, do yoga, do meditation, something like that to de-stress you because we live excessively stressful lives, ridiculously stressful lives, and you know, it's ridiculous how stressed we are in in, in it's ridiculous. We we are just so overstressed. It's ridiculous. And you're going to basically just kill yourself if you're compounding that stress with caffeine on top of it. Any final thoughts on this, Rick? I hope I motivated you too, Rick as well.
1: Listen, man, that that day that I ran back into the house to grab a mug of coffee before I, I went and did my errands, I, that day I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking done with this. This is just this is just no bueno. You know, this is this is no good. You know, it's one thing when I've ran back to the house from the gym to to grab some of my uh, subs, my hardcore <laughs> supplements and make sure to take them before I hit the gym. That's one thing. But actually catching myself running back to the house to, to grab a, a cup of coffee, uh, stopping continuously here and there because I need a fill of caffeine. I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. So yeah, ever since I've made the decision, I'm I'm down to drinking less than half of what I used to drink coffee wise. I'm just weaning myself off little by little. And it's been good. It's been good. I, it's been so, some days where I have to kind of power through it, but, it, but, it's, but it's been good. I'm, I'm real happy with the decision I made.
0: All right, guys. So we summed it up um, and we'll check on Rick uh, in a few episodes from now to make sure that he's um, staying, you know, staying loyal to that. But listen, guys, whatever your addiction is, it could be caffeine. It could be hookers. It could be porn. It could be gambling. You know, gambling right now is really out of hand. Sports betting because they're legalizing sports betting. I know a lot of people, who are losing so much money, sports gambling, you know, and that's a topic for another day, but guys, every time you make a sports bet, you're paying the bookie 10% juice. So you cannot win over time. Even if you're, you are right. Most of the time, you're still going to lose. So guys, any addiction you have, that's part of fitness. I'm a big, listen, someone on the forum one time, they call me, they insulted me. They said I'm a, something, I don't know, like one of those people like uh, who are obsessed with fitness, like beyond obsessed with fitness. Guys, this is a fucking fitness podcast. Uh, I'm on a fitness forum. Of course, I'm going to be obsessed over fitness. So I mean, these addictions run counter to fitness. So any addiction you have, eliminate it. This is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. Uh, we're doing this podcast before New Year's, but this is an evergreen podcast. So you could be listening to this in March, June, July, September, October, whatever. If you're listening to this, find these addictions that you have and get off of it. Get off of that addiction. And you can use this podcast as your log. Anytime you feel the urge to go back to your addiction, get this podcast and do it. And I used to I used to gamble on sports, by, by the way. But you know what? You know why I went away from that? Because I wasn't enjoying it. Even when I make money, I wouldn't enjoy
1: it. I'd just. Gamblers are losers, table. man. Gamblers are losers. I hate. I don't want to offend anybody out there, but if you've lost enough money, you'll know gamblers are losers. I, I, I think I'm too cheap to gamble. I've a been, been how did they build Las
0: Vegas? From from money from gamblers. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's basically a tax. You're being taxed on your yes, money. Yes, so when, I, when I brought my kids
1: uh, to Vegas, I told them, I said, guys, never get into gambling. I said, you see all this stuff here? All this stuff here was built with the money lost on, on gambling bets.
0: Yeah, guys. So, yeah, dude, uh, addictions, guys, please, you know, get off these addictions. You're going to feel so much better. Every time you get an urge for an addiction, exercise. Go for a walk go do yoga. You don't need to go to a yoga, yoga studio right now. Okay, everyone's scared to go to a yoga studio because of the pandemic, whatever. G- you can go on YouTube. A lot of these yoga studios, they're not even open right now. You just go on YouTube. They have videos, live streams of these hot yoga chicks doing yoga. And, and you can do a class with them interactively through Zoom or whatever. And you can talk to them and ask them questions and they see you and you see them do it, do that, you know? And, and you just pay them like a little donation. You throw them like, you know, 15, 20 bucks, you know? And that's, that's... are you
1: talking about only fans? What are you talking about right now? That's good. That's good. Are you, talking about OnlyFans? Yeah. you know, Uh guys, everybody out there, you can, and this would be like a 10 podcast series just talking about this, but you can rewire your brain. Really? You can, you can retrain yourself, readapt your, your dopamine response to really, Get a rush and like doing the things that you should be doing, the things that are healthy for you. You know, we're not that much different than anybody out there. Uh, you also can feel good about going to the gym. You also can feel great about reading good material that you should be reading, and you can, and you can stop getting uh, th- th- these dopamine rushes from things that are destructive to your life. You can. Do that. If you've picked up a bad habit, no matter what it is, gambling, porn, just just a, a bad pattern and behavior. I'm sure there was a time in your life where you didn't have this bad pattern. You just built rewired your brain to get a, a rush out of doing those things. And you can also eliminate that over time. You just gotta, you've gotta be really consistent and you've got to make the decision. But you you can definitely. Rework, rewire your brain so that you get satisfaction, you get a feel-good feeling out of doing things that are going to improve your lifestyle, improve your health, improve your relationships with other people, and just improve you all around. And then when you get out of bed, you don't have to build yourself up or motivate yourself to do anything. You just get up and do it with pleasure. You get up and get that running, get that gym grind going, You know, read that material, work on that project, do your fucking job, all right? And you'll feel good doing it. You'll feel good and proud of yourself and happy doing it. When you get a message from a client or your boss or whomever you're working with, you'll you'll be happy to get it, happy to respond to it, and you won't be running away from things that are are meant to help you. And you won't be gravitating toward things that you know are hurting you. You can do it, guys. It's. I wish I had more to offer. I mean, this is not the the point of the podcast. We don't do a a motivational podcast. So we're not uh, going to change it into that. But I can tell you this, uh, find the answers, research it. And if you work hard enough, you'll be able to turn all these bad habits and, and all these feel good hormones that you get from doing these bad things. You turn that shit off and you'll begin to kind of retrain your, your dopamine response to actually feel good about doing the things that are going to help you get to where you want to go in life. You can do it guys. It doesn't matter how long maybe you've been on a bad road with, with, with any bad habit, you, you can do it. You can do it guys. It, it'll work.
0: All right, guys, I use this podcast as motivation, guys. If you want to hit me up on the forums, um, I can even coach you. Um, I do consultations. So Steve SMI on evolutionary.org, get in touch with me, and I can help you. I can coach you. I can talk about this stuff with you. Any type of addictions you have, getting off of coffee, all this stuff, hit me up. Hit Rick up. How can they hit you up as well, Rick, on social?
1: Oh, I have a bunch of URLs you guys can hit. R-I-C-K-Y. V as in victory, roc That's rickivrock.com. Um, ageofmuscle.com. So just ageofmuscle.com. Hit there. Bigrickrock.com. Uh, these are all URLs where you go down the URL, you'll find me. Uh, come come check me out on social. Friend me on, on Facebook. I still have room. Once I reach 5,000 friends, I can't accept your friend request anymore. So just get in there. Get in there. Follow me. Uh, we have incredible pictures of gorgeous, gorgeous fitness models that work for the need to build muscle brand for my NTBM nutrition brand. These are real girls. they wear our t-shirts. they they make love to our bottles. I mean, these are our models that we actually have for our brand, um, provide incredible content. And um, I'm kind of a serious guy here on a podcast, but it seems i'm I'm fucking hilarious on social for some reason. people uh, people like my posts. So, um, you know, that's that's the other half of the show is is come check me out on social. I'll be in your feed. Keep you motivated. I'll post every time we have a new a new podcast update. Uh, just just come and check it out, man. Come and ask me if you want to email me directly. Ricky V. Rock at Gmail At shoot me your questions. If it's a good enough question, it'll make it to the show and, and we'll we'll talk. Let's stay in touch, guys. Anything you need. Come reach me. Come uh, come look for me.
0: All right, guys, so this is Q&A. Keep the questions coming for Steve, Smee, and Rick. This has been another episode. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.
0: Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice,